Hey guys, this is producer Matt. Just wanted to give a quick heads up that if you haven't seen The Good Place, but you do intend on watching The Good Place, then you might want to skip this episode. There's some pretty heavy spoilers for the season one finale in this episode while we discuss the first episode of season two. So I just want to give you guys a good warning and a heads up on that. What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of my favorite episode of dot, dot, dot. We had to add of to the title. So when you're listening to this, you'll see previous episodes just said my favorite episode. Producer Matt really fucked up and didn't check to see if we if our title was original. Shame. Fun fact, it was not original because Michael, good old Michael. <laughs> robbed me even though he had his podcast longer but yeah so it's uh my favorite podcast nope that's not right <laughs> it's my favorite episode <laughs> i just can't get it right my favorite episode of and today i have jackie <laughs> hi everybody no i'm just kidding today i have chrissy on i ca- i called her jackie in the beginning so inside joke no one else gets it so it's probably not funny but jackie gets it it's fine jackie's here no i have chrissy here and we are going to be talking about the good place season two episode one so to start out i don't know if any of the listeners have watched this show if you did you could probably zoom past this because i'm going to ask chrissy to give us a summary of what season one is about because i haven't watched the show so um yeah what is what is season one about well, I would definitely recommend if you haven't seen it, just stop, take take a break for a moment, go to Netflix, catch up, because it's definitely a show worth watching from episode one. It's phenomenally done and constant turns, twists and turns with the storytelling. It's phenomenal. But essentially, it starts with uh, Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor Shellstrop. She has died and she meets Michael and he informs her that she's in the good place. But uh, she quickly realizes that there's been a mistake she is not who they think she is, and she definitely does not belong in the good place. So uh, she carries on in the good place. She meets other people. Um, she meets Chidi, who is a moral philosopher who works with her to help her improve and become a better person. And poor Chidi is tortured because he's the only one aware that she doesn't belong there. And The good place is heaven, by the way. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes the good place could be food shopping a giant (laughs) it it could be going to the movie so we just want to make sure everyone knows that the good place is heaven yes heaven with a lot of frozen yogurt is the good place frozen yogurt there we go yeah that would be my good place so um sweet frog is my (laughs) i think of my good place i don't really know if i would pick that as my good place though what do i love Producer Matt, what do I love? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> they do address Chick-fil-A on The Good Place. All those unintended consequences. Mm. All those things you assume would be good behavior and turns out to be bad. Like a chicken sandwich that's so delicious, but if you eat it, it means you hate gay people. Oh. I, mm-hmm. just, I mean, I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's a shame you can't have any today. Yeah, it's fucked up. What the fuck? I mean, this is 2019. I get it. Like 2013, sure. 
But no, you know, it's a new time. Chick-fil-A on Sundays. My good place. <laughs> yes, we if Chick-fil-A existed tired. within the good place, it would be open every single day. Until like mm-hmm. 2 a.m. Like, why is Wendy's open till 2 a.m., but Chick-fil-A isn't? Like, honestly. Some beers and then waffle fries. Oh my God. That'd be so nice. I actually love their milkshakes. Well, mm. I think Chick-fil-A is my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> but continue summarizing the show. <laughs> um, so we have Eleanor and then Chidi, who's supposed to be her soulmate, actually. Probably important tidbit I left out. So Chidi is trying to help Eleanor process and learn and become a better person. And they also meet uh, Tiana, or Tiana, Tahani. They meet Tahani, who's very, very British, very proper, raised millions of dollars for charities. So Eleanor has a complex with her. Like, she's just better than everybody. And then there's Jianyu, who's actually Jason, who's a Florida dirtbag. That'd be the appropriate way. Yeah. So realizing that the four of them don't quite belong within the good place. And finally, Eleanor pieces it all together that it's not the good place. It's the bad place. And Michael has been torturing them. So that's where season one kind of leaves off and then season two picks up with michael rebooting the whole program erasing their memories and starting from scratch so the bad place is hell aka chick-fil-a on sundays Hmm. (laughs) and uh so michael is he like supposed to be the devil is that was like what a demon a demon he wanted to kind of change the way that humans were tortured so instead of um bees with teeth or penis flatteners, or four-headed flying bears, he decided to construct this whole universe in which these four people, it's basically designed for them to torture one another. So it's this whole elaborate scheme where they think they're in the good place, but really it's just scheme after scheme torturing torturing them. Those examples that you gave, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did they say that on the show or did you just come up with those? I would love to take credit for that, but no, that is entirely from the show. Okay, I was going to say, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Although I imagine someone writing. Who thinks of that on the spot? <laughs> I feel like they probably have a room of writers and that is their objective is to come up with all these cruel ways. I mean, I don't even have a penis, but penis flattener sounds horrifying. <laughs> Matt, your input? Yeah. Okay, thumbs down. So you can't see, but but producer Matt is trembling, <laughs> and he gave us a thumbs down. Legs so. crossed, trembling. Yeah. <laughs> so that sucks for them. Mm-hmm. When you watch this episode, episode one of season two, so you kind of get that whole like rundown that Chrissy just gave. You find out that he, Michael, right, mm-hmm. Michael, um, erases their memory when they figure out that. They figured out that they're in the bad place. Mm -hmm. So he tries to revamp the whole process, erases their memory, kind of starts from scratch. Um, One thing he does is try to keep them separated. His mistake was having them too close from the the get-go. But what he doesn't realize is that before he wipes their memory, Eleanor writes herself a note and then stores it in Janet, also known as Busty Alexa. You know, I was thinking that. Like, I was like, oh, this is definitely like an Alexa thing. I actually mm-hmm. love it. I think she's really funny. She, I think she's my favorite part of the show. Yeah, she's pretty funny. So why did you choose this episode? I think for me, well, it's I was having a hard time picking a show, picking an episode. I, I originally was going to go with Doctor Who, but Matt suggested that I go in a different direction. And this is a show that I've just been really taken with lately. And they've got the new season four, is, the final season four is happening now. And... Part of it, too, is because it's like I love any Mike Schur show, but it's The Office, Parks and Rec, The Good Place. And he's just someone who holds on to that idea of just a positive outcome. Like 
life can suck. So, you know, it's TV. It's here for entertainment. We need a win for the little guys. It's this positive thing. And they even managed to take this concept of, well, these people are in hell, but they put a positive spin on it. And it's a feel-good kind of vibe. And it's especially the philosophy of it. Like, it's such a ridiculous over-the-top show, but it's deep as well. Like, they get into philosophy and the idea of becoming a better person and how do you do that? Is it is it possible? Are you just innately a tr- Arizona, Arizona dirtbag? Or can you improve yourself? And what about the people around you? You know, what impact do they have on you? And it talks about philosophy. And it gets really deep for being a ridiculous, over-the-top show. It's very deep and meaningful. And the one thing I held on to with this episode, and honestly, it was hard to pick one. But what I loved was, you know, transitioning from season one to season two. It was the note that Eleanor left that she hid in Janet. And it wasn't anything like, you're in the bad place or Michael's a demon. It was fine cheaty. And I think that spoke so much to Eleanor and not just the value she put on wanting to be in the good place, but wanting to be a better person. And cheaty was so much of the reason she became a better person. And I thought that was such a meaningful moment, even within the whole course of the show. Like it summed it up so beautifully of, you can be a better person and hold on to those around you that help you do just that. Yeah, because I was wondering actually why that was what she wrote too. That was how I thought of it. Yeah. Because that was the most important thing was that she be a better person. Not that she understand fully what's going on, but that she find Cheaty, who is not a soup. Yes, he is not a soup. But the fork's a Cheaty. Yeah, I don't think I would eat a soup named Cheaty. It's not chicken noodle or tomato. I'm kind of dude. I ride for chicken noodle soup. I mean, <laughs> any of my friends that are listening to this knows that I fucking ride for chicken noodle soup. <laughs> like that. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's my good place. Chicken noodle soup. Bury actually, me in it. I think Chick Fil A has good chicken noodle soup. So that's kind of a win. No. Oh my god! Can you imagine like the the Chick Fil A nuggets just like floating in chicken broth? <laughs> no, it's probably it's probably amazing. Hmm. Gonna have to gonna have to look into that. As well as the mac and cheese, because I heard that is pretty delicious, too. Hmm. I don't know if you've had the mac and cheese. has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Anything can be tied in. If it's something that we love and it's delicious, it's in the good place. That's exactly, fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I, if, you know, thinking about <laughs> it, if I was in Eleanor's spot, I'd probably write a note to myself being like, you're not in the good place. <laughs> like, I, w- like, I don't know. I think I, I like your theory on why she wrote that. Because I was thinking that when I was watching, like, why the f- why did she write that? She could have wrote anything. Why did she write that? Why the fork did she write yeah. that? That's useless. That's one of my favorite things, too, is um, that they can't curse in The Good Place. So, like, when she goes on rampages, like, trying to curse, and it's, like, all changed to, like, nice words or normal words because they can't say curse words, I laughed every single time. And it's a perfect way to work around that, too, on, like, basic television. Yeah. Just yeah, let definitely. it fly. Oh. And this is, is this a Netflix show? No, they no, just they have the first three seasons, but it's on NBC. Okay, so it's still on TV right now. They have the fourth and final season is airing now, okay. which is a complete bummer because it's one of those things. You love it. You want it to keep going, but complete respect, too, for the writers. The concept is what it is. They won't, don't want to draw it out just for the sake of continuing the show. Yeah. And so far, season four has been phenomenal. Sometimes I like it better when they're short because I feel like... Like, I, I have to admit that I do watch Grey's Anatomy, and they're on, like, <laughs> season 25. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's becoming a lot. Like, I'm, st- I'm still watching it because I've already dedicated so much time and years to it. Um, or, like, Pretty Little Liars was the same way. Like, it was, like, the never-ending series. 
And then it got to a point where when they finally ended it, it was like, oh, God, that was ass. Like, you made me wait all that all these years for that. So sometimes it's better when they just, like, shorten it mm-hmm. and Short don't and drag it out point. for 25 seasons. Yeah, but I'm right there with you on Grey's Anatomy. At you, Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> <laughs> End the series. If Kathleen's listening to this, she's probably like, Julie, shut the fuck up. Kathleen loves, <laughs> Kathleen loves Grey's Anatomy. Keep it going forever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's and that's one of the things too I love about the Good Place. Like it's, they're able to tackle current day issues. But I feel like so many other shows, there's no subtlety to it anymore. Like all the political issues going on, and they're just kind of barreling into it exactly as it is in life. And like I, I get the merit of that, but you know sometimes entertainment is for the sake of escaping that because that is our daily lives, and we don't want to deal with that. So that's why the Good Place again it talks about how to be a better person, and it may may and indirectly and indirect ways kind of tackle that, but without beating you over the head with it, without being so on point and not at all subtle, which is nice. Cause like even Grey's Anatomy, I, I feel like every issue they're trying to tackle some other social injustice, which again can be a good thing, but it's just, it's, it's all the time everywhere and there's no escape from it. So it's kind of become tedious and just <laughs> you need yeah. a break from it. That's why the good place is so fun. Be a better person without getting beat over the head with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. Who is your favorite character on the show? If you have one, sometimes it's hard to pick. I feel like I love different characters for different reasons. Like I think Darcy Curtin as Janet is phenomenal. There was one episode in particular where all of the characters, and she basically has to portray every character on the show, all four of the humans that are being tortured, and she does a tremendous job of it. And she's just such a fun character. I think ultimately, though, Eleanor and Cheedy, because in different ways I can relate to them. Like I'm not outward, outwardly aggressive like Eleanor is, but I feel like that's my inner voice where she's just raging and angry all the time. And then Chidi, I adore because I, I feel like I can relate to him in the sense like he's, he's got a constant stomachache. He's always worrying about, is he doing the right thing? Has he upset someone? What is, what's the best thing he can do? The most moral thing that he can do in any circumstance. And he's constantly just battling with anxiety over that. And I feel like I get that too. <laughs> producer I think matt is matt. laughing yeah because i actually wrote in my notes chidi reminds me of producer matt <laughs> <laughs> that is the second note i took and the reason that i wrote that was because of the scene when they're in the pizza shop and his like soulmate <laughs> is talking about the theory that she wrote and he's like and she's like, you read it? And he was like, no, but now I want to. And it's just like, oh, my God, dude. Like, if that's like if like someone told Matt about like a new Muppets movie that he didn't see yet and he finished that person's sentence, but was like, no, but I can't wait to watch it. I'm ordering it right now on Netflix because I still get Netflix to deliver to my house DVDs. So that's amazing. So Matt. Oh, I wish everyone knew producer Matt. It just doesn't make sense. The ones that don't know him. I bet he has a stomach ache right now. He is super anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the original soulmates from season one, because they sw- they swap out the soulmates in season two, mm-hmm. right? So they don't like reconnect with what they already connected in season one. I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. why they gave them new soulmates. Who were the soulmates from season one? So in, so in season one, and I, that was part of the torture plan was there was this idea that you were paired up with your perfect place or perfect person within the good place. So Eleanor and Chidi were soulmates, which was part of Michael's plan because he made it very clear to Eleanor that she did not belong in the good place. She was not who they thought she was. 
And for Chidi, his torture was Eleanor immediately confided in him that she didn't belong there. And Chidi, being the moral philosopher that he was, you know, he made a promise to her that no matter what, he would support her, take care of her. And then she lays this bomb on him that she doesn't belong there. So that was Chidi's torture, that he was burdened with this person who was just creating problem after problem within the good place. So when things fell apart for Michael and his plans, he decided the issue was having them too close together. So second time around, he tries different soulmates. So Eleanor is soulmates with this buff dude whose constant excuse to avoid her confiding in him is he has to go to the gym. He goes like eight, nine times within like a day. Um, Great she, body. She, yeah, she doesn't seem to mind too much at first. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would mind. No. <laughs> I'd be like, go ahead, you go to the gym. Objectively, I will even say handsome guy. Handsome. Very As a lesbian, handsome. it's an entirely objective. So handsome guy. Yeah. Good for him. Great bod. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> and then that was you know, this this episode with Chidi. He's wildly indecisive. Um yeah, incredibly indecisive. And so Michael straps him with this idea that there was a glitch in the system. So his soulmate might be one of two women. And right before he makes this decision of this is the perfect woman woman for him, Michael storms in and says, no, 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 don't say anything. And decides this other woman who was just no personality, not an intellectual type, like Cheaty. And so poor Cheaty is just devastated that this perfect woman is not his soulmate yeah i've kind of ignored donnie and jason a little bit That's, uh, so were they the yeah. original soulmates so they were paired up as soulmates as well where tahani is this socialite very prim and proper british woman so she's paired with jason well at the, she believes it's john Yu, who's this buddhist monk who's taken a vow of silence so it drives her crazy that he doesn't speak and then into season two uh, poor Tahani is very, very tall and is paired with this tiny, tiny man and they're living in some like tr- tiny tree house and she has to wear cargo pants. So that's absolute torture for her. Yeah. Her ideas of hell throughout the entire series is just like having to ride in in coach or anything else someone else would think of being an absolutely wonderful way to spend their life. It's torture for her. Like I having would, to wear cargo pants. I would say cargo pants are pretty uh, bad place-ish. I don't know. I mean, you're not having your penis flattened, so I think that's cargo pants true, are okay. Yeah. She's being They're, a little dramatic, yes, I guess. Yes, and that's, she is very dramatic. And I mean, hell know. would actually be dating someone that much shorter than you when you're that tall, I feel like, too. So I love the line when she's, at one, one point, she she thinks maybe she and Chidi are supposed to be the true soulmates because Eleanor and Jason clearly don't belong there. She thinks that was a mistake. Just, I'm just a girl towering over a boy asking him to love me <laughs> oh good lord yeah um so um why and that you i don't know if we talked about this yet i don't think we did why um are they in the bad place like i know that you said that kristen bell's character was like extremely selfish right mm-hmm. so that's why she ended up in hell um was the British, sorry, I'm like, obviously, I'm not picking up on these Tahani. names. Tahani. Was she, what was her reasoning for being like a bad person? So Eleanor was in- incredibly selfish. Uh, Tahani, her motives, like she did wonderful things when she was on Earth, raised $60 million for different charities, and was by all means a very good person. But she did it for the attention, for the glory person. of it. So her yeah. motivation was completely corrupt. For Chidi, his indecisiveness caused a lot of trouble for the people in his life and then and then jason was just a a hot mess 
<laughs> he he loved EDM. He wanted his ambition was to be a DJ. He routinely would throw Molotov cocktails to blow things up to try to get himself out of trouble. Uh, he died trying to rob a restaurant of their guacamole money. Oh, I would do that. So. Oh, of their guacamole money? Yeah. Oh, I would rob them for their guacamole. <laughs> I love chips and guac. We should have. We should turn this into a podcast where I just talk about the foods I love. <laughs> um, I kind of disagree with Chidi and Tahani belonging in the bad place. I mean, come on. They do like, especially for Tahani. She was incredibly jealous. Like she, her parents had pitted herself and her sister against one another, and it was a constant back and forth of trying to one up her and. And they they make it fairly clear within the show. Uh, maybe it's just because I have to watch it. There's also that they they establish that there is a point system, so only the top point earners work their way into the good place. And they do find out that it's been over 500 years since anyone has actually made it to the good place. So they're trying to evaluate the point system, and there's this whole idea of unintended consequences, where that's great you gave someone flowers, but some like poor, underprivileged, underpaid migrant worker was abused while picking the flowers and then their carbon footprint while they were shipped from here to there. Like it's, it's all these things that ultimately to lead to people being sent to the, to the bad place. Um, there is one person in the medium place, which would be Mindy St. Clair. Um, she's wonderful. Did I meet her? No, no they don't go to her in this. Okay. I don't... I've been watching it so often that it's all blurring together. I don't know. I know the one chick, I think her name was Denise was on Hannah Montana. <laughs> she, I thought she was the bully on Hannah Montana, but she actually dated the brother who was, fun fact, the brother on Hannah, Mat- Hannah Montana played like an 18-year-old when he was really like 35. That was, what was I watching? 13 Reasons Why and the kid who played Monty is supposed to be a high school senior and he's 33. Monty? I watched 13 Reasons Why. Did you watch all of them? No. Oh, okay. One. Real douchebag. Mm. Like violent kid. Yeah. I, well, I didn't watch season two because I heard about like some like horrifying scene that apparently Netflix took off. Oh, they took that off? Apparently, like they got okay. so many complaints that they took it off. Yep. Yeah. Well, that Monty was responsible for that. Oh, fucking Monty. But yeah, 33 and playing an 18 year old. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird yeah. how that happens. Anyways, yeah. back, to the <laughs> back to the show we're just supposed <laughs> to be talking place. about. That's- I love Kristen Bell. Yes. So I like that she's like the main character. I think I'm- she's hilarious. And I, I, I think she's phenomenal. And she's just that person who has just so much charm where she could play an absolute douchebag and still be endearing. Yes. That yeah. she has that quality, which I think is perfect for the role. I can't imagine anyone being able to portray Eleanor in the way that she does. And I think it's hysterical. Like, I'll, I'll listen. Um, she's married to Dak Shepard, and I listen to his podcast sometimes. And he talks about that and being so wrapped up in the show that he is rooting for Eleanor and Cheedy so much so that he can't wait for his wife to kiss Cheedy. <laughs> I think that says a lot to how well she's able to portray the character that even her husband is like, yes, kiss him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's, and that's her to a T. I, like, I, I feel like she's one of those celebrities where like, can we be friends? Yeah. She just seems like that kind of person. And I think too, she, that's why she's able to portray Eleanor who can be so selfish. Because like you think of um, like Lisa Kudrow portraying Phoebe. Lisa Kudrow is a genius, like Mensa member, but she plays an absolute idiot. It's kind of like Kristen Bell just a very loving and endearing person who's able to play someone so ridiculously over the top and selfish. So it works out. Dude, she played Sarah Marshall. <laughs> like, everyone wants to be like, fuck you, Sarah Marshall. 
But you just love Kristen Bell anyway. Mm, she true. just plays some like pretty crazy roles. Like, and now that like I've seen Frozen five million times, <laughs> I just like picture Princess Anna when she talks. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, we like you. <laughs> you do good things. I wonder what her favorite episode of a show would be. I love her and Doc Shepard though. They're a pretty fire couple. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, I'd struggle to think of a cooler celebrity couple. We've gotten really off topic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure you put that in the bio. Yeah, that's true. So people can just... And I'm not much help for that, too. That's why I work with preschoolers. Same attention span. Yes. <laughs> so, Chrissy, do you have a favorite quote from this episode? <sighs> Balls. Um, Did you lose your train of thought, Chrissy? It's always derailed. Um, I think it comes down to the note, find cheaty. That being the quote, like, fine, cheaty. What the fork's a cheaty? We'll go with that one. I'm like, wait, which quote are you saying? You just said so many <laughs> quotes. I don't even know which ones you said your favorite was. I'll go with fine, cheaty. I think it quote. sums it up so nicely. And we know why yes. that's your favorite quote, because we did talk yeah. about that. But I do want them to circle back and come back to Tahani and Eleanor being soulmates. At one point, they go through all these scenarios in the show. Like, it's rebooted so many times. Michael keeps trying this experiment over and over again. And at one point... They hint at it to Hani and Eleanor being soulmates. And I want them to come back to that. My lesbian self is like, yes, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my favorite quote, fine, cheaty. And the one thing I want for the show, Eleanor and Tahani together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Is there anything that points to that? Like in following episodes or following seasons? Oh, no. No. <laughs> it's just that one. It's just that one time. No, no. Eleanor entertains a thought from time to time. She's definitely kind of all over the spectrum, but now it's not going to happen. <laughs> Can you tell me, and for those of you that watch the show um, and you aren't caught up, I would probably zoom past this because there's going to be some spoilers, just giving you a heads up. Can you tell me where they're at on the show now? Because you said it's in season four, right? So like what's going on right now? So essentially the first experiment failed. And then Michael kept attempting this experiment again and again and again. I believe it was over 800 times that he attempted this experiment, 800 times that their memories were erased. They spent hundreds and hundreds of years together, but have very little memory of it. Um, So finally, the other demons that were working with Michael are fed up with him and threaten to turn him over. He was only supposed to have two attempts. He's well into the 800s. So Michael, an attempt... that's what I was going to say. They only had three chances. So Michael, trying to save his own skin asks the humans to team up with him because that's the only option they have. He'll be retired and ladled out in thousands of burning suns, something something like that. Retirement for demons is very graphic. And the humans would have their penises flattened and be attacked by bees with teeth and all those wonderful things. So they team up and then through through their escapades together realize that there's flaws within the system that there's all these unintended consequences. So genuinely good people are being sent to the bad place. So they've ultimately designed an experiment. So basically they're recreating the original environment that they were in, the original good place within the bad place. And they've brought in four new human test subjects so that removing all the other difficult elements of life, seeing if these people have the capacity to become better without daily life challenges. So that's kind of where they're at right now. It's a lot more... A lot more complicated than that, but it's it's a show so worth watching, and you really have to watch it from the beginning. As I, I feel like you've been deprived by having to jump into this without 
being able to watch it from the start. But just to see the character arcs and the development with all four of the humans and even Michael, Ted Danson's demon, it's phenomenal to see them from start to finish. And hate for the show to end, but love where this final season is going. Like last Thursday's episode was phenomenal. And so usually, usually I can't watch it until the following day because it's like falls right around bedtime. So I've got a toddler. So that's always that's yeah. always fun. Yeah. So bedtime's never quite smooth sailing. I'm never down when I hope to be. So it's always watching the next day. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a show worth watching from the beginning. It's one of those shows that's managed to be quirky and over the top while still deep and meaningful and has these dynamic characters. And it's, it's just so much fun to get wrapped up in. Totally. Totally. Hmm. I should watch it. Actually, that's kind of, I've said this before, but that's kind of the nice thing about this podcast is, yeah, it stinks that like for some I have to start in the middle of a series, but it also gives me more of like an opportunity to like expand my horizons, I guess we'll say, and watch shows that I don't think, I didn't think I would actually watch. Um, Because like right now I'm watching One Tree Hill on Hulu for like the a million (laughs) time of my life, as if I don't know what's going to happen, like, you know. Um, So I think it's another show that I'm going to watch. I actually kind of like talking about that when it's a show that I've never watched before and then giving feedback to people of like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch this show like moving forward. Um, And I think that's this, this is one that I'm going to probably start watching now that it's on Netflix and it's probably on Hulu, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the, yeah. the back seasons we are canceled on cable. We canceled cable and it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. No more like $300 a month bills. It's just phenomenal. Good Lord. Yeah, it was crazy, you know. I don't want to point anyone out Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) But it was time to say goodbye to the cable and just rely on streaming services. Mm -hmm. So seasons one through three are all on Netflix, and then current season four is on Hulu. Awesome. I will be checking it out. Sweet. So that about wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you, Chrissy, so much for coming on. It's Jackie. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make my heart drop like that. Chrissy, Jackie, whatever your name is. Thank you for coming on. Um, Everyone tune in next week for another episode of my favorite episode of. Emphasize on the of. Michael. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for coming on, Chrissy. Thank you. Network.